Time to strap on your boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring. Whoa! Double choke slam from the brothers. Boom. Discussion. Yeah, both of us. He's Matthew, and I'm Matthew's brother. I almost said it. I'm Michael. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everything brothers of discussion. Go to bodpodcast.com. You can find links to uh, all of our new blogs. You can find these podcast episodes, new and old. You can find all of our articles. Most recently, we've got our latest uh, recap of uh, NXT. We have our five MVPs of the show. Five big, large, NXT title-sized moments. Right. And then we have three... Whoops! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> the three Tituses of the week on NXT. The three Titus moments. And our uh, four stipulations that Nakamura should consider uh, if he's going to take this seriously. Now that he's been, uh, he, he beat AJ Styles and he has the power to pick whatever stipulation he wants for the next match. We had some fun with it. Go ahead, check it out, bodpodcast.com. Uh, yeah, it's, re- it's really great. We have more articles than just the Ronda Rousey ones. So yeah. give them a read, give them right. a share. But we do appreciate you reading the Ronda Rousey one. That, we we know who everybody cares about, Mike. Yep. Goddamn. We're changing the uh, website to Brothers of Ronda Rousey. Here's here's a quick lesson in, in analytics. Um, we have... So I put we put out those two articles on the same day. Can you do this in a nerd voice? So we put out these two articles on the same day. I think you need to plug your nose even harder. <laughs> I don't hear you. So there, there we were. Okay. Here's some analytics. our articles. And two very original thoughts came together. And we got maybe a hundred people to read them. We write one goddamn article about Ronda Rousey. And we got 10,000 people. <laughs> Your nerd voice is more like Mosquito from South Park. <laughs> um, mosquito! If, if anybody like makes the argument to us that we shouldn't talk about Ronda Rousey all the time, it's ridiculous how little effort we put in uh, like comparative to any anything else we do. Same amount of effort we do for everything else. And Ronda Rousey got us... I, I just... It, it wasn't double... It wasn't triple. I mean, it was more than ten times the exposure just because I we posted a picture of Ronda Rousey, and damn it all, like everybody wanted to talk about Ronda Rousey. Yeah, it was like uh, we sent out um, like a Kanye West tweet um, supporting the president. Like it was the biggest debate we've ever seen on Brothers of Discussion. Yep. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I, I, I'm proud of the community coming together. Uh, it, it was fun to see, but I, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, Mike, I think you might disagree because we I, we texted about it when I told you that people were responding to this article. Well, I, I'm I'm a fan of it. I, I think I think this is the way to go uh, right now. Here's here's what I'll say. This is <laughs> we we gave Ronda Rousey a contract, right? Right. Um, so far, she's had one match. 
and now it's we're closing in on the end of May. You don't want to put her in the Money in the Bank match because she's not quite ready to... I don't think she's ready to really have that and have to, you know, taunt people for weeks and weeks and weeks. So now they're going to get her on the card. It's going to be... Yeah, it's a title match. Yeah, it's, it's a little soon, but I don't think it's going to end in a clean finish regardless. I think Nia's walking away with that belt. It's just a way for, for us to have a reminder that you know, Rousey can stand toe to toe with you know the the biggest woman in the business, and she's she's probably not going to win. I I would fall out of my chair if Nia got a clean victory. Um, I I kind of smell uh, some Natalia coming in and you know going from face to heel again. You know, because she's doing this new Big Show character where she just flip flops every other pay per view. Um, so I, I I get that people are you know kind of up in arms about this decision, but it's a way to get your biggest female superstar and arguably one of your your biggest superstars overall on the card in a high profile match um without her having to be a factor in the you know money in the bank official right. you know ladder climbing match for the suitcase um that's something i didn't even think about like what what do you do in that scenario, like, if you put her in the money in the bank, I, I don't know if you want her to just be in that match and kind of No, you don't want her to be another disappear. face in that. Yeah. No. Um, you definitely want her, you know, having a presence, but not, not in that match. That That's 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 just a, a different beast entirely. Um, we had a couple more qualifiers for that, too, by the way. Um, did you have any other thoughts on, on Ronda? Anything you wanted to kind of rehash for people who maybe didn't read the article? Well, I, I think I think the big thing here is that we don't we don't want to do another Roman raid. I mean, Roman it looks like is about to feud with with Jinder Mahal. Uh, he just finished up with Samoa Joe, and to that end, I, I'm calling it uh, a, a buffer a buffer feud. Uh, this is a guy who's ultimately going to be our champion, and uh, it's just something to get. I mean, we're seeing Daniel Bryan. His feud is going to go even further with big Cass. i love watching daniel bryan fight um and, I, and it's just i don't want to go too, too deep into that but we, we all know like what what the outcome of this is uh and, and it won't it won't be anything that it's not going to mean that much to us we're not going to go back and watch the roman versus samoa joe we're not going to go back and watch daniel bryan versus big Cass. this is just something to get through the summer months and to me i think it's a little refreshing that we're not watching Natalia versus Nia Jax. And and just to know that Nia's going to win, and that's it. I mean, right now, the conversation with Ronda Rousey is, I don't mind as long as she doesn't win. So we're not even, like, it, it's gone past this, all right, well, we know Ronda's not going to win. People, like, their fear is that she's going to win. So at least now there's some, some like, a threat so it's not going to be, a, not gonna be a disposable, forgettable match. It's it's right. something that you're actually going to tune in and, and pay attention to. And no one could tell us that they don't care about it. Uh, no one could convince me because we've never had a, a bigger explosion on Brothers of Discussion than when we covered Ronda Rousey this past week. And it's just... it. It's... It's easy to see that people care about this, whether or not, you know, you want to say they love or hate it. I mean, it's the same idea of why Roman Reigns is going to win the title eventually. Whether you love him or hate him, he gets a huge reaction. Uh, I, You know, and another thing, too, 
I think a lot of people are jumping on Roundy, uh, Ronda saying that she didn't look good at WrestleMania. Who said that? I We got replies uh, on our Facebook page. Wow. I don't... I did not get that. I didn't get that if impression they, at all. If they were... You know, if the argument's being made that the match was uh, custom-built to make sure that she... You know, whatever she was lacking was being hidden, you know, maybe you could make that argument and then we just wouldn't know. Like, we just... Now, now you're saying something that you just can't prove, which is fine. I'll let you have it. But I, from what we saw, I don't know how you could come to that conclusion. I thought she worked pretty stiff. I thought it looked yeah. pretty good. I, I thought her submission moves, you know, seemed painful. Um, the only the only uh, knock against it was how Stephanie got to keep blocking it. It's like, wow, you can block a Ronda Rousey yeah. like armbar. Well, yeah, but she's no fault she should be hers. joining the UFC real, real soon. Yeah, she should. She doesn't need to start training. She she'd be a <laughs> former bantam champion. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm I'm astounded. I I didn't see any. I mean, if you're if you're gonna say that, I, I don't know how you watch the rest of the women's division and see what kind of submission maneuvers they put out there and feel like there's any real like stakes involved. Uh, the start, even the sharpshooter looks, you know, uh, you'll be fine. Uh, you know, just kind of do some yoga before the match. I don't think that's gonna give you a lot of pain. But that armbar looks like your elbow's gonna pop backwards. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be want to be a part of that. Um, so. As far as a podcast ep- episode goes, it's it's a little unfortunate that we we agree on that, so we can't really debate it. But I thought it look good. Yeah, I, I'm not concerned about her her um like fighting technique at all in this match. It's just and if her the thing, whole the whole appeal of it. The only the only beef is that how many weeks we got left till the actual Money in the Bank? Is it one more week or two? Because there's been no build. Uh, did they did they book this in a in a post show segment? So, four weeks. Is it four? Till Money in the Bank, right? Because that uh, I'm pretty yeah. Because I, I I was just having to uh, yeah June seventeenth yeah yeah. Um. So we got to see some promos out of Naya and and Ronda, um, because we haven't they they booked this basically in a backstage segment. Yeah, that that is one thing where it kind of it kind of feels like uh, it was an afterthought. It was uh, it, it you'd, th- you'd think something like this would get way more coverage or you know on the show at least. Yeah, that's <laughs> what kind of tells you that Ronda's not going to win. I mean, there's no build to it. There's no climax. Uh, you know, it's basically an exhibition with some gold on the line. I, I'm I'm okay with that. It gets yeah. it gets Ronda on my TV. I'm going to do one real quick thing here, Mike, because uh, I, I, I don't know if you've noticed I've been jumping around on my laptop trying to find this goddamn list. All I had to do was pull up my phone. But uh, for the, the biggest week in Brothers of Discussion history, we have the most members added to the faction. And this is going to take a minute, but we're going to do it. And we're going to welcome... All of these people to the faction today, where normally we welcome zero every week. Um, so, Mike, you get an opportunity here to catch your breath. Um, Lucas G, Gary S, Ricardo S, Michael H, Juan A, Paul J, Tyreek J, Richie G, Chester B, <laughs> uh... Jeremy P. Man, I wish I could say that guy's last name. That's fun. 
Um, I mean, I can actually say it, but it's a good last name. Uh, Kevin R, Jake M, Ronnie E, uh, Stephen, Stephen J. Do we where do we side on that? Do I we say we Stephen? Two members of the faction. <laughs> Santos P, Michael H, Kevin V, uh, Angel or An Angel M. I'm gonna go with Angle. Angle. Uh, Tyler K, Brody R, Joseph W, Aldo C, Edward L, Brandon E, uh, Kapil S, and Charlie O. Everybody, thank you so much. It'd be nice if you guys spaced these, uh, <laughs> uh, joining the faction out so we didn't have to spend two minutes reading all your names. But damn it all, welcome, welcome. to the faction. Welcome. I hope you're listening to this episode. I, I hope you've enjoyed what you've seen so far. Uh, we're glad you're here. Um, if you want to continue the conversation on Rousey, just hit us up on Facebook. Uh, but I think it's time uh, that we do move on. Uh, it sounds like we're doing a boring conversation here. We both like that Rousey's... You did forget to mention one more name. We got a member of the NXT roster actually retweeted us. Oh, right! A new friend of the show! Friend of the show! I was going to say it was Oni, but it wasn't Oni. It was Mr. Danny oh, Birch. Birch. That's right. <laughs> well, there's only two people in that tag team, man. I had to look it up. Um, this is a 1998 NWO. So, so yeah, new, new, new best friend of the show, Danny Birch. <laughs> yeah, we need, like, we need a proxy when Roderick Strong finally decides to fight us. You know, we're going to be like like Peter Dinklage in Season 1 of I, Game of Thrones. I'll say this Trial week... by combat. Uh, Roderick Strong, attention Dallas. This is his Twitter. Your traffic sucks worse than the Cowboys do. I... Ugh. I hate Roderick Strong, but damn it all, that was fantastic. I'm, my feuding was strong. That uh, I'm going to have to take a week off, because Roddy earned it with that tweet. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, welcome Danny Birch to the to the faction. Welcome. You you uh, accidentally retweeted us. So. You fat fingered something on your phone. <laughs> welcome to the faction. I believe it was my my tweet where I said uh, that uh, UK wrestlers really hate fingers, and then I put a picture of SpongeBob with all of his broken digits. <laughs> um, another another big uh, uh, hit on. On the website was our selection of or our, our our opinion or suggestion. There we go, recommendation to Nakamura on uh, what he should do. Yeah, for they finally had that match this week. AJ versus Nakamura to decide at Money in the Bank. What what are they gonna do? Can you remember another time that this happened? Can you remember in the middle of a championship feud? You do the two guys that are feuding fight in a, a non-title match? I remember, like, can you, Cena here's, here's another question. Can you Michaels. remember a better AJ versus Nakamura match? The best no. one so yeah, far has was... been free. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did like the, the end of that, too, with Nakamura curling up in a ball and AJ having to go, Come on, man! I didn't hit him! Come yeah. on! <laughs> <laughs> that guy's balls are fine! <laughs> Look at him! Go ahead, test some balls, ref. Test them. <laughs> that that was that was 
The only thing that Matt that was, was missing was, yeah. was Nakamura going, you know, my boss! <laughs> you know what it was missing? Uh, championship on the line. What the fuck? <laughs> this this is better than the WrestleMania match. Uh, you know, I guess the greatest Royal Rumble, we can't really, you know. I mean, it was on our TV on a pay-per-view. It was yeah, the greatest match it's, ever. It's been on three pay-per-views now, right? Or special shows, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, because there's backlash. And the best one was free on SmackDown. Yeah. What are they doing? I don't know. Uh, Is this just... So that's where, like, when I'm coming up with my ideas... So what's your favorite one? I'm not sure if you read the article. I said, we either do a metal cup match, which I just thought, come on. Of course, that's what we were all thinking. Well, I know know you really want me to pick um, first one to be Japanese match. (laughs) Um, What a great, like... If, if, like, that actually fits the storyline right now, like, is, uh, it sounds uber ridiculous. But I think in a stunning twist, AJ should show his documentation for his changed citizenship to Japan. (laughs) Um, I think that would be fun, to have them in the center of the ring proving, (laughs) proving their citizenship to Japan. And just have, like, an AJ's promo, he's like, Domorogato, no, I can't say it, Domorogato, man, and he just throws the microphone uh-huh. <laughs> Uh I That, like, to see, to see it, just I, to see it come full circle and AJ say something like, sorry, I speak Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you apologizing for that, AJ? Uh... <laughs> I, I did like that one. I do really like the idea of them each getting a bludgeon brother uh, that oh just smashes each other's nuts. That could be another one trial of by combat. T- yeah. One, one of them picks Danny Birch, one of them gets Roderick Strong. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, there's my 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 other... Which is another way to worm Roderick Strong into a, another <laughs> <laughs> WWE event. Now, what about the, uh, the two count? Could you imagine... How amazing an AJ Styles Nakamura match would be if it was a two count. Just the ref going down one and just the scramble of, you know, like a roll up. Just imagine the roll ups, just one after another. One. Oh, kick out. One. Oh, kick out. It would be fast paced. paced. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, High stakes. Actually, the Young Bucks would do great in a two count match. <laughs> two count match. <laughs> um, realistically, I-, I liked your ideas, but I think that they were. Uh, from the perspective of somebody who's watched a lot of wrestling. <laughs> I don't think that they're actually going to do those. Um, a, f- uh, a first, pers- first like, low-blow match. So that they are just both trying to kick each other in the nuts, like, as quickly as possible. I Can think one that of would them, be kind of fun. Would they go back right to the ground and just start kicking, <laughs> flailing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of them kind of, like, chasing each other in the ring. Like, one hand on your on your sack, <laughs> and the other hand just kind of swinging wildly. Like you're just kicking out while yeah. you're running around. <laughs> yeah, like, not t- making any effort to protect your face or the rest of your body. Just, you know, like, wildly swinging, like, you know, like Rocky matches in the old yeah. movies, you know. <laughs> Just slobber knockers, but it's okay because you're you're just protecting your balls. That's right. all you're doing. I mean, because I I don't want it. I don't want Nakamura to come out and say hell in a cell, or just no DQ. Like yeah, and I I did research too on like um, some great stipulations uh, from New Japan, uh, like things that we haven't seen, and some of them are things we have seen. We just haven't seen them in the WWE because they're so violent. So even when I did that research, it just ended up being like 
barbed wire on fire matches, and I was like, whoa! I don't think AJ and Nakamura are going to that end. Uh, I guess they could. That was kind of what AJ was hinting at when he was doing his... What, what the fuck was he talking about? It was, I think they should He wanted do... to have guard dogs around the ring, like in that Al Snow match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should really put it on the line. I think they should do, like... Loser has to have a Larry David haircut. <laughs> Just like the horseshoe haircut. Because yeah. I think both of them have wonderful hair. Um, and to see either of them lose those luscious locks would be a true loss for either superstar. And arguably, they'd probably plummet down the card without their, their magic powers. What if it was, like, eyebrows? What if you only just had to the shave eyebrows? your eyebrows? Or just, yeah, okay. Anything on the face. So they both have to lose facial hair, eyebrows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, that works. Great. Glad Here's that... my only beef. I think that <laughs> your article is more interesting than whatever Nakamura's going to pick. Yeah, that's when I got to the end of the article, I was like, damn it. It's There's just not that much out there that they're going to let him do. Yeah. So I, I just, I really hope something creative is going to happen because they didn't just instantly, you know, like Renee Young didn't go in the ring and then Nakamura said, you know, whatever is stipulated. Yeah, like they, they didn't just get it out of the way. They're building it up, which either means maybe I'm going to get my wish and it'll be creative or they know it sucks what they're gonna do so they're just like well let's just hold on to this we'll just maybe anticipation will build something because i my prediction my real prediction is they're just gonna do some stupid street fight yeah i mean it's gonna be kind of a cluttered card too like so you know that there's gonna be shenanigans in the rousey match and then you have two ladder matches we i mean what are you really gonna and you're gonna have a five star 45 minute roman reigns ginger mahal <laughs> um i i you know I'm, I'm i'm hoping the creative team actually actually does something new i hope it's not just hell in a cell street fight I, I don't know i want one of your stipulations to come to fruition but i'm not holding my breath i think that 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 two count idea is a really cool one um and if any if anybody can pull it off it's those two guys god that would be so much fun yeah i don't know another thing coming to fruition uh actually i shouldn't say another thing a thing that could be coming to fruition is uh my hope that i've i've gone over the last couple weeks is big e winning money in the bank yeah. and now uh the new day beat in the bar uh they get to choose between xavier woods and big e i think if the wwe where i've gone out of my way to try and prove that they listen to the show <laughs> with all the things that they've done based off of like like two weeks after we release an episode then all of a sudden it's storyline whatever if they if they if they hear this and then they're like you know what fuck that guy they're just gonna throw xavier woods in there at the last second and just go yeah we don't give a shit what you think we listen to your show and we get good ideas from it but we're done um but I, yeah this is this is exciting for me i still We'll argue that, that Big E could pull this off. We had the argument last week, so if you want to hear it, go to episode 27. Um, this is actually, this is something we don't agree on. I think, I think Big E, I think the New Day is uh, over enough that they could still sell the faction that of the New Day, the tag team. Still keep it relevant. 
and have Big E hold the briefcase. I think that would be a wonderful tool, tool and resource for the New Day to carry around, do promos on week to week, and then the tag team division can just move on. You know, the bar lost, so now the bar is officially fighting for the tag team titles. You're holding, you're, you're biting your lip. How do I put this nicely? Um, I think Luke Skywalker said it best. Amazing. Everything you said in that sentence was wrong. <laughs> Big E has yeah, no yeah, shot. You know what? And then he died. The New Day has no shot. No, he didn't. He's alive. <laughs> He's still out there somewhere. He's never going to be in another Star Wars movie, Mike. He's dead forever. He's going to be in every Star Wars movie. <laughs> Post-mortem, he's going to be in every Star Wars movie. Um, uh, yeah, Biggie's got no shot. It's just a cute way to make the crowd eat pancakes during the show. They're, no. they're probably selling pancakes at the arena that night. I, 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 I think Bobby Roode has a better shot of winning than Biggie. How about that? Yeah. Bobby Roode actually qualified. The... <laughs> uh, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that just, uh, just brings it out of you. Big qualifying match. Bobby Roode had to take on uh, Baron Cor- Corbin. And, uh, <laughs> no, wait, Jose, no, wait, Jose. Um, every time his music hits, I keep forgetting that it's No Way Jose, and I keep thinking that Lana's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really the same style, but I just remember, like, either a brass section or, like, a saxophone, so I'm just like, ooh, Lana. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, no no way, okay. Um <laughs> No, yeah. no way, you know, no way, he did, he did a really good impression this week, I don't know if you, if you actually watched this match, he did a really did. good impression of, uh, I had it, I, I do watch Raw with no sound. I want to say it was the 2017 Royal Rumble when Chris Jericho took a nap for half an hour. Oh! Because uh, No Way Jose took a lot of nappy naps. I, I didn't really see him do any battling in this match. Um, I saw him dance. I don't know if he danced a little too hard. He got a little fatigued, and he had to take a little snoozy. Um, well, they're making it—they're making it pretty obvious what uh, what Jose's role is on, on the show. <laughs> is that a bad thing, though? Like uh, I've talked week after week about how this roster is too loaded. It's okay to have—it's okay yeah. to have fun, silly characters, right? It's just I wouldn't have put these three guys in one match because I, I don't think anyone cared about. Any of them being in money in the bank. Uh, basically, we decided who's going to take a big bump through a ladder. And it's going to be Bobby Roode. Ah, poor Bobby. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't... If there is a reason why I watch Raw muted while, while the NHL playoffs are going on, it's like this type of match. Like, it... You know, uh, this is this will be blasphemy to some of our new faction members that live and die. But just so you know, I think it's okay to hate certain matches and know that you know if you if you could admit that like they're baron corbin just will not put on an interesting match it just is it's not gonna happen he's nothing that gets me juiced he's not a great performer in the ring no he he's, he's very he's dependent like, on he's like Shawn michaels and then he has long hair long hair and he's going bald <laughs> um, I got. I almost threw up when you said that. <laughs> um, yeah. Besides that, you know, he doesn't really have any strong mic work. Um, I think that 
he has a lot in common too with uh, Kona Reeves on the NXT roster who Kona has that Samoan drop that they're calling a Hawaiian drop now. Yeah. Uh, it, where it, it just looks like a botch. Yeah, it looks and like now, he fucked up. And now Baron Corbin has this, it's not quite a choke slam. It's like he, he grabs you on the back of the neck and he throws you down and Michael Cole struggles to comment on it. Oh, it's, it's a, a, it's a uh, reversed backwards, it's a negative choke neck slam. slam. It looks like a mother cat, like, grabbing a baby cat by the scruff and, like, <laughs> Like pull like he you know yeah. he used it on uh, Bobby Roode and like pulled him away from the saucer of milk. I don't know what that move is. I think it should be called the Mama Cat. Yeah, that's if like... anybody needs a comedic turn, it's Baron Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Mother Cat slam! Oh no! I think that would really get him over. I, I just uh, like we we've talked about it too. Like these guys, as 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 horrible as it is to talk about and bring up on the show, like some of these guys are gone off the roster soon and it's just <sighs> like baron can go he's a seven foot guy he's he's athletic yeah i guess um he does a baseball slide out of the ring um which is <laughs> here's what i was okay here's what i'm here's watching that match and then uh like the same night you got an a plus match out of seth rollins ho-hum again versus kevin owens yeah right seth is just super charismatic you know he's got the look his moves look he's got they take a lot of effort you know and when they hit you know it looks like legitimate painful offense you know whoever had to eat those moves ow you know (laughs) um but like if you want to look at the greats who are on the roster right now one is seth rollins but he's a baby face what would baron do look at kevin owens yeah who even in defeat you know he's still got to battle again later that night you know so you got the book and the show um and what's so good about him, it, it makes me wonder, is there a stipulation behind the curtain that we don't know about? Because part of Kevin Owens' appeal, and it's something that makes us love Adam Cole, is those guys are chatty during the match. Yeah. It's picked up by the on the camera. Like, Kevin and Adam are very aware of where the camera is, where the sound is, you know, so that, you know, they can call out guys for being pieces of garbage. Um, well, they, like- they say hilarious things. And I wonder if... Is that something that those wrestlers get the green light to do, or is everybody able to do that, and they're just they just don't have the wit to bring it to the table? So do you do you think it's a a backstage rule like, hey, you gotta shut up out there, you know that gimmick's reserved for Kevin Owens? I don't. Well, I mean, if that's the truth, then the answer would be it shouldn't be, because that that's so unnatural to like like think about. If 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 we've been in a fight, like you and I have have actually been in fist fights, yeah, and like we don't just like silently, like, just wail at each other, like put me in a headlock, like we're you if you grab you know if you put me in a hole, then I'm like get off you fuck, <laughs> like it's funny because that's that's naturally what we would do, and when Kevin Owens is when he's frustrated in a match or like he's taunting, like that's what we do. That's why it's funny. It's the same reason why we laugh at a comedian because it, it, we can relate to it. And we're like, yeah, that's probably. I'd be telling that guy, "Fuck yourself!" if he started beating yeah. me up. Um, and then some of the things that they like, you can tell. All right, some point in the match, you have to you know find a way to say. You know, I I I'm gonna kill you, or you know, I'm I'm, and then you hear the guy like repeat, you know, whatever the line is, they have to repeat repeat it like four times just to make sure that the camera picks it up. 
and then it can be used later in different promos. Like, God, if it if that is the rule that only Kevin Owens can be natural, what a f- fucked up world that that like wrestling you, world you, is. You want to hope that that's what's going on behind the curtain. Like, yeah, like I can picture every time I hear Kevin Owens, it's either like exasperated um frustrated or he's he's mocking like there's real character development you know behind everything he's saying um you know when he's yelling at the ref it never looks like he's miming it it's like he's like come on you gotta be kidding me this guy are you kidding me this guy (laughs) this guy sucks what are you watching do a three count it's not that hard you know like it he really seems upset that he didn't win on a you know like on a just a roll-up you know, yeah, like, uh, did you see this past week when someone had, like, uh, uh, the sign that said, go back to Canada? Believe me, I'd like to. This place sucks. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks I don't want to go back to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really good stuff. Yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, they, catch, that... they catch Sami Zayn making fun of Roman Reigns' entrance. Hey, Kevin, what I is that? There's, uh, there's like, f- there's ice and there's fire. Is that is that the dichotomy of Roman Reigns? You know, what does that mean? He's such a deep <laughs> character. Wow, he's got two. He's got <laughs> hot and cold. Ooh, look at him go. Your song does nothing for me, Roman. You know, like <laughs> it can't be just those two guys. You're telling me Sami Zayn has the green light and Baron Corbin doesn't? Come on, I, they put a lot of money into the Lone Wolf. They've changed his song. He used to have a cool motorcycle. Now he's <laughs> he has this cool red light thing going on. He won a Money in the Bank match. Like Sami Zayn hasn't won shit. He won Money in the Bank. He won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. He's won the U.S. title. Has he won the Intercontinental title? No. Okay. U.S. title. Um, so I, I mean, think we're, we're kind of making the argument that it, it can't be backstage. It has to be you on your own or yeah. not doing it. Well, like I can, always, I can picture him, you know, like doing his... There's his uh, reversed backwards mama cat slam. Um, and then he's like, yeah, this... I'm Baron Corbin. I am, I am better. Than him. Yeah. I always say. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> uh, so, I, like, and the other thing, too, is I, I think what sucks for him is it's also his voice. Like, if he has to be the character that they're forcing, he doesn't have a good vo- voice for it. Like, I could not pull off a tough badass. I would have to be a roly-poly, pudgy, like, goofball. And I don't... I, I, I think... Baron Corbin's voice just can't pull it off. Well, I think if he had like the Big Show's voice, like that's that's a deep, loud, echoing voice, and Baron's is kind of like, like he growls with it, but it's still, (laughs) it doesn't quite match his person, like his shape. I'll give you that. Um. It's, I don't know if that's all that's holding him back. I'm trying to picture some other high, high-pitched voices who've made it besides, you know, like um, the Universal Champion, uh, Brock Lesnar, who has a mouthpiece. Well, that's that's a good point. Uh, you bring up another guy that used to be Kevin Owens' uh, buddy, his friend, and now he has the list. That's that's a voice that's kind of annoying. It's Chris Jericho's. I'm a fan of his podcast. Holy shit, is that an annoying voice, but I think his, he makes it work with its character. I, know, I mean, but think we, about him saying you just made the list. Like some of the best people on the mic, 
<laughs> like Kevin. No, has... but that's the point. Like that. That's why we should bring up those names. Is because if Baron Corbin can't pull off what's naturally been given to him, why are we still watching him? Is that bad? Should I not say that? Is that irresponsible? To I'm not. I... All right. I did just kind of ask for him to get fired, but <laughs> I I I regret it. I. <laughs> I I only kind of mean it. I like. Uh, I, I mean, we last week we heard a nice promo. Who, here's another guy with a not great voice. It's Bobby Lashley, and we heard about his sisters, and then that. Holy! F- oh my God! If Oof. if Sami Zayn's uh, response to that isn't like like that was supposed to be us, and I think if if that wasn't what the WWE was doing. They fucked up because now I am a hundred percent on Sami Zayn's side. Like Sami's reaction to it and his promos of saying, "What the fuck was that? Did you see that?" No. Yeah, that's Sami's thing. Is he's gonna rib uh, Bobby Lashley? He's he's saying next week he's gonna come out with secrets about Bobby's sisters. Like that. This is either the perfect way for them to go. Wow, we really fucked up. That Bobby Lashley promo was fucking stupid. Or like. They accidentally stumbled into something where, you know, we're we're gonna be on Sami Zayn's side because he's he wasn't a fan of that promo about his sisters last week, and he he's going to tear it apart next week. He hasn't so he's torn, torn it apart yet. He's kind of pulling like uh, a d- Dennis, Dennis Miller. Miller. Yeah. yeah, give me three days, give me seven days. So I'm gonna have some great jokes for you. <laughs> Uh, no, he said he's got some secret to tell us, and that's why we have to watch next week. And then that, you know, then he interferes in the triple threat match. If so Sami Zayn feuding with Bobby, Lashley. if Sami Zayn has the secret to making me care about a Bobby Lashley match, he is a goddamn wizard. <laughs> I don't, I don't care when he's on the card. I, I, he does nothing for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, if, like, if if the theme of the month or today or whatever is this roster is loaded because none of this is another time we're bringing it up there was still no reason i think to sign bobby lashley he does Uh-oh. i don't know if he does anything for people when they see him on the card i think your argument was um he might be like some lesnar fodder yeah like as a bellator fighter i'm not sure if, i'm not sure if his backstory with with ultimate fighting or mixed martial arts but if that's a thing and they want to see those two guys go at it in a wwe ring i guess that's a thing i mean you're bringing in a guy with you know um daniel bryan was talking about it on that jericho podcast like when people are watching on tv you know they're in the in the upper bowl they're in the back like you want to be able to look at the ring and feel like okay that guy has a legitimate shot you know to to beat Brock Lesnar. So Daniel Bryan was saying, you know, after being out for a couple of years, he knew he had to put on weight uh, just so that it looked like there was some way for him to beat Lesnar. You know, obviously not overpowering him, but okay, that guy looks, you know, pretty thick. Maybe if he can get him on the mat and do some floor wrestling, he can legitimately win. I think that's the real appeal of Bobby Lashley. When you look at him, um, you know, he has the physique. I don't think anyone would argue with that. I mean, he looks... Like, on Cena's level, on, you know, on Thor's level, you know, like yeah. a, a superhero <laughs> level. Yeah. So, I, I think that's that's like part Chris of it. Like Chris Redfield from Resident Evil level. 
Yeah, that dude is jacked. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I get it. You know, we'll, we'll see if that ever actually happens in the future. But I, I get the signing for that reason. If he never fights Lesnar, then I, I don't really get the signing. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody could beat up Sami Zayn for a month. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We, we kind of glossed over it. So, you know, we had to see Lashley on the card. He lost to Kevin Owens in that three-way for another Money in the Bank qualifier. So now we... we pretty much got it cleaned up except for two spots because we still need a new day member for the men yep um you're you're picking biggie um to win it all so of course he's in it you heard it here and you will only hear it here because nobody else echoes those hey, sentiments i'm telling you somebody's listening to that we're gonna be in a f- in four weeks we're gonna have an episode where i'm going i told you guys this is another... I was in November saying, yeah, Nakamura is winning the Royal Rumble. And the whole world was like, what? Roman Reigns is winning the Rumble, you boob. And I was like, no, it's Nakamura. Don't worry. And what happened? I'm pretty sure you picked Bo Dallas. But um, <laughs> the rest of the men's card, we we got one last match coming up. I'm going to own that Big Cass versus Samoa Joe. <clears throat> Ooh. Well, yep. That's, Samoa Joe's uh, getting in. Big Cass, he's got quite the resume. He's uh, He gets to fight Daniel, he gets to fight Joe. Um, he's probably going to get a universal title match, even though he's on the wrong show. I, yeah. Nah, I, I, this is Daniel Bryan's going to come in and give uh, Big Cass what Daniel Bryan's going to give him a big getting. kick in the ass. Yep. So, that's fun. That <laughs> stupid big cast. Um, so and he's even ruining another Samoa Joe match that we now we know the outcome because big cast is so predictable. Yeah, yeah. Big cast is such a detriment to <laughs> everything wrestling. He gave a, he gave brothers the discussion on five seconds of dead air while we just fathomed how he could ruin Samoa Joe. Yep. Dead air on a pre-recorded podcast that we have the ability to edit. We want to leave that five... You know what? We should extend that five seconds into 15 seconds. A 15-second tan for Big Cass. (laughs) People will be checking their phones. What? What the... I think my... Did I lose reception? What happened? (laughs) I didn't know this was on the radio. Are we on 2G? What happened? (laughs) Um... I mean, he cut that good promo, you know. He cut the good promo. I still... What is his finisher called? Like, Drew McIntyre, he's been on, like... Holy fuck. He's had, like, two or three matches, maybe, right? Yeah. And they... Claymore? What a fucking sweet... Yeah. I just said... That was my first curse, and it was for Drew McIntyre. (laughs) That was my first bad curse. On this show? On this show. Wow. Well, no, this episode, probably. Oh, okay. Just don't go back in the tape, because I I probably said something bad today. (laughs) But Drew McIntyre has a cool name. It's the Claymore. Bam. You know, there's only like so many moves. There's like a finite amount of wrestling moves, unless you're AJ Styles. There's a finite amount of wrestling moves on Earth. Yeah. Uh, and the Claymore has a great name. Um, it's a, just a big boot. And it, it... We've only seen it a couple weeks. What the hell is Big Cass's... Fin- it's a kick, right? He does that Empire Elbow, but that's not no, a finisher. The, that's like a prelude. He does the swinging... No, that's Baron Corbin. Oh, right. That's the deep six. <laughs> I can picture Big Cat's doing it. 
No, that's the, um, end, of, that's the end of days. Yeah. Sorry. The big, si- the big six. What is it? The swinging six. The swinging dicks. That's Baron Corbin. He, <laughs> I kind of like that move, though. It's kind of like a blue thunderbomb, but a little more impressive because you're higher up because right. Corbin is taller than Sami Zayn. Let's, let's We're getting the this. clip of it now. It's called the East River Crossing. It sounds very pleasant. Um, okay. I mean, it kind of looked like... He, that looked like Baron Corbin's finisher. That's didn't it? Well, I think I think the end of days is a little bit cooler. All right, all right. So let's folks, see here. I want you to let us know. All right, let's. I want to do Baron it, Corbin. It now. just kind of looks like um, kind of like a Uranagi. We're trying to compare these. No, because end of days, you have to you have to the guy eating it has to has to really sell it. Remember, he's got to set you up where you're. He's almost like cradling you like a baby, and your feet are kicking. Yeah, up. I guess Corbin's is just like, like a visually one, it looks it's a lot like cooler. a one move. It's like one down, and he hits you face first. Yeah, I think I don't think you know what. As far as Baron Corbin's flaws go, I don't think his his flaw is his finisher. I kind of like his finisher. Like it looks devastating. Like he's getting a lot of momentum. Like he's on a big swing. Boom. And man, does Ziggler sell that thing. Woo! Everybody's taking it like a champ. Yeah, Baron Corbin, his issue is not... Yeah, but... Oh, no. What's funny is... That, his like, issue is not his finisher. I think he has a pretty cool finisher. But there's been arguments made that you can sell yourself with just a good finisher. And... I mean, look at Bill Goldberg. But he's so bad that even with a great finisher like that... It has a cool name, too. Like yeah. end of days, it looks it looks good, you know. He's, he's got the Shawn Michaels hair. It's just he's, he's oh my god, <laughs> so much worse than Shawn Michaels. Um, At least Michaels, like he found a way to like hide baldness for years. Like I remember the first time I realized he looked bald. I think it was like WrestleMania twenty three. Was he was like at the end of the match with Cena, and then there's just all this white space. <laughs> On the top of his head. I think Baron Corbin, more than anyone, really needs to join Undisputed Era. I mean, it's worked wonders for Roderick Strong. Yeah, even I'm coming never around. been funnier. Yeah. All right, well, let's... let's. Big cast sucks. Baron Corbin needs a new team. Um, is there any good news? Uh, I mean, you got to see Drew and Dolph beat Finn and Braun, which I'm a little surprised happened. Uh, the way Braun is protected, he never loses. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I I was uh I I watched that and when the match started, I was I was kind of sad. So I was like, well, there goes this. There tag goes their team. momentum. Yeah, they they have one good jobber week. They have a couple good promos and then they're done. But damn it all, that was that was fantastic. They kept Drew uh, away from Braun for the most part because yeah, you don't want to ready. Him. Yeah, you don't want to make him look like dog shit against Braun. Have Ziggler get his ass kicked. This is this is so far I would say this has been perfect. And I, I if if you go to like Bleacher Report or like Cage Side Seats, which don't do that, go to BODpodcast.com for all your coverage. <laughs> yep. But what they're saying is that was a bad match and this isn't working. Really? And I don't get it. I don't see anything in this build right now that isn't working. I, I think they're doing a great job. I think uh the story the story that they're telling is honest. Like these guys just can't get a break, 
and and you know breaking the fourth wall kind of because they're still keeping it like you know they're not they're not talking about mcintyre traveling the world uh before he came back home uh but yeah you, you get to you get to mix in some truth and i think drew's putting on a good show like you said you're you're already sold on his finish yeah i think he looks like a million bucks and the 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 zig claymore zag that actually looks like a double team move that hurts yeah like the zigzag has never looked more painful than when you throw a claymore on top yeah (laughs) and the claymore's never looked more subdued (laughs) get to to cushion yourself on dolph ziggler and i i do like online i'm seeing the comparisons of uh to bring up sean michaels again but diesel and sean michaels to uh drew and dolph uh because we've always we've always said dolph was a great you know seller like like uh like sean michaels but i think the problem with dolph was we all knew he was great at selling Mm -hmm. but he never got that opportunity to be to have the success of Shawn Michaels, to beat Bret Hart in an Iron Man match. Uh, I mean, in multiple titles, uh, oh, it, taking down The Undertaker. Uh, it's it just... It, like, yeah, Dolph was, like, turned into almost going to retire Shawn Michaels. Like, that era, I think he was, couldn't I get I think he was Michael Lincolnbottom for too long. Like, he, he really needs to channel his charisma and be Shawn Michaels. Michael Lincolnbottom yeah okay <laughs> um that that's uh, you know Dolph his promos never really did anything for me yeah. I think that's why he never really made it it's probably the voice just like we talked about with uh I think it's that he thinks he does stand-up comedy and it's not it's not funny no one's, no one's laughing I well what they're doing now like he he works better as like a quiet kind of whiny like character like whiny to the point where he should be given more um but you know he's he's got like the whisper going now in, in his backstage promos where it's not when he gets too intense then it's just not believable because it gets so damn high-pitched and it just like it it hurts but you know if he's got if he's got big old tough guy drew mcintyre doing most of the tough talk then this this could work yeah i'm really pumped to see those guys um have a run with the tag titles i i scour like the when my eyes are darting around to find something to watch on wwe programming number one is still the undisputed era number two right now for me is drew mcintyre and dolph ziggler wow it's pretty high praise for the master of the claymore and he's got that awesome accent yeah yeah and i like his music too uh that went off <laughs> uh really... Mike, what, else, what else what else happened this week i i've i've basically been going me all these great things happened for me well uh, i don't think there were a ton of surprises in the in the women's division i, I don't think anyone thought that alexa bliss was not going to be in the biggest you know match i didn't think she was really yeah you thought bailey or mickey was gonna win really bailey seems like a money in the bank type like to throw in there because what i mean now alexa's a top it's the same reason daniel bryan's not in there now i'm gonna want alexa to win and she's not going to i as far as having a you know we keep having this argument about what kind of character should hold the money in the bank uh briefcase you know something where you just get to worm your way in and get a title shot 
That just has Alexa written all over it. Um, it does. I don't think Bailey. Uh, nobody wants to see Bailey coming out every week and hugging kids and then saying maybe next week. No, I want to see Alexa out there just kind of sneaking around. She's in the shadow. She's got a hoodie on. Um, that's what I. That's what I want to see. I want to see Alexa. I don't want to see Bailey. Well, I didn't think that Bailey was gonna win the Money in the Bank. I was just thinking, you know, she would be in it. She'd be fodder. She'd be someone for Charlotte to beat up. And now, and I guess I'm not saying Charlotte was gonna win. Well, uh, I get what you're saying. You want to see Bailey go flying through a ladder? I get it. Yeah, I mean, there's Bobby Roode is in the other one, and I, 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 oh, I can't I'm wait okay for with that happening because I, I didn't want to see Elias get beat up. I'm. You know, Elias wasn't going to win Money in the Bank, and I don't. I, I guess I'm still on that side that Alexa's. I'm okay with it. All right. Well, I mean, I prefer to see Alexa as much as possible, which is why when I saw that she was doing advertisements for HelloFresh, I signed up for ten years. Jeez, oh Pete. Um, <laughs> as far as women's wrestling goes, my my big moments this week run NXT. They um, always are. They always are. Yeah. Every week, it's I keep like work. Uh, Lacey Evans debuted her finisher with maybe the greatest name in women's finisher history. Her finisher is a punch to the face called the Women's Right. Oh, yeah! Oh, that was so great! <laughs> it's I one, that. one, yeah. one, one wha-bam right to the kisser. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I enjoy her character quite a bit. I, I... That's another one I watch muted, so I'm it watching is, it, and I, I, I this think is what I miss. I think philosophically, I it's, it's a little weird because now, now women are losing to women's rights. Like Lacey Evans should be fighting men, like, yeah, and getting them, kind of showing them what women's rights are all about, <laughs> not teaching other women what women's rights are all about. Well, isn't she? Her character is she's showing you how to be a real woman. Well, her gimmick, she looks like. Um, like the USO shows, like yeah. for the, the the troops. You know, she's out in all green. Um, and she was a, a face for like five seconds. And they said this doesn't work, so now she's, you know, kind of kind of mocking the whole idea and being xenophobic, kind of thing. So, yeah. um, I don't know what the big payoff is, but I, I just love the name of that finisher and how confusing it is for all the women in the audience. Well, I'm I'm just happy. Like we saw her live. I I thought. Uh she really owns like her character when she's out there um which is good to see we just talked about a guy like baron corbin that can't figure out who he is um you know and i still hate seeing big Cass with his you know deer in the headlights look when he's between sentences on his promos uh so at least lacy goes out there she looks great uh now she's got a great finisher like we were saying too like if you have a good finisher you can make it work yep and uh damn it all if if you don't own your character then you're not you know you're not anything yeah speaking of owning characters um the other fun uh little women's um the little women yeah the little women were there oh boy (laughs) (laughs) um there's some crop grown and some some porridge being eaten um nikki cross was on our tv again oh yeah yeah remember her yeah with uh dakota kai yeah, I, I don't know what this new angle is, but she was doing, like, uh, I, I don't know if you want to call it Mickey from the from the Rocky movies, because Dakota Kai is doing a new angle where she's a cowardly little mouse. And uh, <laughs> Nikki Cross comes out and says, you know, 
Why are you scared? You gotta be brave. You gotta get out there. You gotta fight. <laughs> you gotta conquer your fears, Dakota. Come on. So Nikki Cross not only had a heel to face turn, she's also um, now channeling, um, I, I guess, manager role. She's she hasn't been wrestling in months. Maybe she's. Hurt. I haven't seen her get hurt. I haven't seen that in a dirt sheet. I was looking. I haven't seen it. I just hope she gets a cool little skull cap like Mickey and, you know, like, <laughs> starts smoking heavily and gets really, you know, like, watery voice. You know, that's what I want to see more of. Well, doesn't, like, Dakota even has her, uh, like, it's not even like she's going out there alone anyway. Like, I, I thought she would be, uh, her and her tag partner, whose name's escaping me, but uh, they're both from... They're Kiwis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Kiwis? Yep. <laughs> But, uh, but I thought that was going to be part of the argument to do, like, the women's tag, because they're starting to build up different women's tag teams on uh, different corners of the WWE roster, NXT, and SmackDown, and Raw. That's what I thought was happening, and now Nikki Cross comes in, and that ruins everything. I don't know. Yeah, that's down the can. All right. Well, well I, I think uh, <laughs> easily our favorite part of NXT. Oh. You mean the, the big main event? Yeah. When uh, the new member of the faction, Danny Birch, Woo! he actually got to pin somebody. That guy hasn't won a match since the like the God. What was that? The Dusty Rhodes Classic. Uh, what's funny too is you mentioned you know we were talking about Kevin Owens earlier about who's allowed to talk in the ring. Yep. Adam Cole. If there is a rule like only certain guys can do it, Adam Cole can do it. I mean, that was entertaining. My favorite part of that match, though, was the extreme pull my finger. Yeah! Uh, that, that all three of the faces did on the bad guys. <laughs> um, and usually, you know, after a big pull my finger, you know, everybody runs away because there's a toot. And what was great is all the faces pulled the fingers of the heels, and all the heels ran away after that. <laughs> so I have to think that there were three big farts from all three heel wrestlers. Um, I wish that that was on. I, <laughs> I wish didn't that see this coming. Yeah, I wish that you could have heard that on the hot camera. You know, that's right next to the ring. <laughs> yeah, like of... when they're when they're trying to catch like those in ring like important sentences. Every time they did the pull the finger, they release. You know, like they had to make sure that they had a fart ready to go. So then that was worked <laughs> into the promos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like a slow, like the, the, the video is black and white, and then you see the fingers like in slow-mo getting broken, and then you just hear this. Yeah, they get really good like emotional reaction shots on the faces. I think they really should have, this is a missed opportunity to put the cameras on the trunks of Adam Cole, so we could have seen the two go through, <laughs> the like in between the bay and the bay. The, <laughs> like, you know, in that theme song, he goes... Boom. You know, that would have been a great, you know, like, edit in his entrance going forward. Maybe it would just be like a little, like a, a, a word cloud from, like, a comic book. Just boom. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was entertaining as hell. Obviously, that should have been the main event. That, that, that could have been, you know, as far as giving away matches for free, you know, you're talking about AJ and uh, Nakamura. Giving this away for free instead of putting it on a takeover was weird. I, and then the other I'll, thing... I'll argue with that. I'm the other argue. thing, too, is... God, God, they gave me Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. Ha! And I was like, wow, two of my favorite guys are going one-on-one. -on -one. Um, Velveteen was doing his sensual gyrating. You know, making a lot of... Making a lot of... 
you know, people just yeah. question their own sexuality. Yeah. Like No, yeah, it's uh it's quite a show to watch. You sit there, you feel movement, and you're like, What? It's yeah, on. like I'm, I'm trying to explain, you know, the rest of the crowd, but what I'm really doing is just projecting my own feelings. <laughs> yeah. Watching. Oh wow! Wow! How do I feel about this? What's he I, doing? Yeah, <laughs> I need to have some conversations with myself in a mirror. Um, <laughs> some real sexual tension. But you know what? You, you can't. Right that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's not just me. Yeah. Even Ricochet was like, wow, what is happening to my body? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling things like, I haven't felt before. It's almost like in the middle of the match, like Ricochet had this, this is what I'm supposed to be, like, this is why I'm in WWE. We I'm should supposed be. supposed to meet Velveteen. We should be a tag team. Yeah. Not not in wrestling. <laughs> I think you and I should be partners. <laughs> Real Partner. But how suggestive was it in their promo where they're both gonna go to William Regal? <laughs> and they're both gonna go Yeah, that that I touched on that in my article this week. Like, yeah, like they open not... the door and then So they have a similar agenda, right? right. They wanna get revenge on Lars Sullivan, right? <laughs> they're banging away on the door. They're banging away. They're banging away on that together. door. Together. Banging away on that door. And they come to the conclusion that they have the same idea. Yeah. To fuck each other. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh my god. Now, before you get. Oh, we've before lost you just think the audience. brothers of discussion are just being crude, right? We. They were banging away on that door for a while. Yes. William Regal did not answer the door. So we know he's there was not an in interviewer there. in there. There was two wrestlers. Two 200 pound wrestlers banging their big fists on the door. No answer. So then they look at each other, realize there's nobody else in that room, and they go in together. How are you going to try and tell me those two didn't fuck each other that night? And how did we not get a camera on it? <laughs> yeah, what was the camera guy thinking? First of all, if William Regal's in there, if why anything, do you want to the cameraman should have put the camera down and just walked, walked in to watch. <laughs> That's that's the only way to end that scene. Cameron. You want to talk about a dream match? You want to talk about a dream match? It's Dream and Ricochet behind that door. Okay, but I mean, I do want to watch those guys wrestle. I, I maybe in a wrestling match, maybe just you know, in a no pants match. Yeah. Um, first, yeah. First guy pants ripped up. Um, but I mean. You know, we want to see them actually battle. And, uh, you know, what was funny to me is the crowd booed when Lars Sullivan came out. You know, because this isn't a match that should be given away for free. You know, it should yeah. be like on X Hamster Prime. <laughs> I think it should be something you spend two ninety nine a week on. Um, but you get a free sample, you know, for one week kind of deal. Um, the crowd, when Lars Sullivan started coming out, they started booing, not because he was a heel, but they were booing because... He was just ruining what should have been a great match. I don't know. I, no, I, and it, it's really weird too because now they're booking uh, Lars in a handicap match against you know two of my favorites now. So that it feels like nobody is going to come out of this segment the better. Like the two of them are either going to get squashed by Lars and ruin their legitimacy, or Lars is like the only monster heel that they have on the roster. So now he's going to go down to two, like, skinny guys who are just, like, abs and elbows. It just seems like a lose-lose for everybody, because we don't get to see a victory 
you know, something that benefits their careers wrestling-wise. So you're, you're saying, like, even for Lars, this isn't going to do much for him? No. Okay. I, I think that's what the end game is here, is to build him up. But I, I, I don't know. Like, when you beat Ricochet, should mean something, right? Ricochet's really new. I mean, we I think he's beaten one jobber. Yeah, but, I mean, we know what it means to be a Ricochet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... I don't know that like that segment. It, it I had high hopes for it, but you know I guess it's something we got to kind of be patient for because they want to make a bunch of people. They want to uh, they want to milk a bunch of uh, positive energy out of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the only other the only other thing to touch on I think this week is uh, <laughs> besides myself thinking about Velveteen Dream and Ricochet. Uh, <laughs> it's probably the opening segment of NXT. It's something that, you know, it's it's not as, as silly and fun to joke about. It's just Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, right. Um, Man, I really thought he was going to hit well, Candice. I did, too. Uh, well, actually, I, you thought he was going to hit her? I thought yeah. they were going to make out. Really? I thought Mrs. Wrestling was going to leave Mr. Wrestling for Tommaso Ciampa. Like, there's a lot of sustained eye contact. I... There's a lot of sexual tension on NXT this week. I was watching it, uh, my fiancé's in the room, and I said, oh my god. I hope he asked her to leave for the Ricochet Velveteen match. Yes, so I could watch so that So she alone. wouldn't get jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said to her, oh my god, the WWE's gonna have a man hit a woman on TV. Like, I, was, I couldn't believe it. I was so sure, because he's so, like, they're building him as such an evil character I was like, this is yeah. It. This was is it, where you make him the most. Is it going to be like a nineteen fifties? You know, like stay in the kitchen smack, or is it going to be a twenty eighteen? You know, like genders are kind of fluid. Like I, men and women can hit each other now. I thought she was going to slap him, and then he was going to lay her out. I thought he was going to headbutt her. Oh, that would have been a good one. Yeah, I mean, I would have screamed at my TV. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what how it felt like that. <laughs> yeah. No. There's so many things happening. Yeah. <laughs> Like you're you're trying to be excited because they they did something, you know, different, but then you're also like, What are you thinking? And then you're also like, Candace Yeah, there's so much like, on the yeah. So it's all just <laughs> And it's WWE stock shares. Oh no yeah. <laughs> Um yeah, that I, that was my favorite part was Tommaso basically doing his uh Bane from the Dark Knight Rises impression, you know, saying I broke his Mind and body, and I'll break your soul. And I was like, Oh, and that's where you wow. thought he was gonna make out with Candace. Yeah, yeah, that would have made sense. I mean, all his lines had fire and venom. Like, damn. Well, if there's like, think about how dumb Dolph Ziggler looks when he comes out to no music. And then think about Tommaso just walks, just it's his. All right, show started. He just walks out there. Crowd goes absolutely, like. Like the Ain't nuclear, shit. the Just nuclear heat him. he gets. It's like there's a. It's, there's um, never been a, a wrestler I think more successful in getting. What is that term to... like if you're doing a, like a like a game show or you're recording live TV, and there's like like an applause sign, but there's also somebody who's like, all right, we're gonna need you to boo in five, four, three. Like that. Like a, that's like a cue. There's uh, I can't think of the word for it. Well, I don't know. Um, Thanks. What the hell that. was that? <laughs> Whose voice? Yeah, there's, there's three brothers like now. Yeah. Well, usually it just sounds like one person with two oh, different... Just arguing with... Yeah. It just sounds like one man arguing with himself because we have the same voice. 
Oh yeah, Tommaso, so Tommaso gets that cue the second he Yeah, it's like he he's the out. Yeah, it's like he's the the pre-show. He doesn't need anything. Nothing. Just his face makes you boo. Yeah. I agree. Well put, Matt. <laughs> well, it's been You get time notch analysis here, brothers of discussion. <laughs> it's been over an hour. <laughs> you get, just you get a five-minute digression, and, <laughs> and uh, brother Matt just—I I concur. I made my point first, and then you backed yours up. There's nothing like more sinister right now on WWE programming. It's than okay. Tommaso We're the Trump. brothers of agreement. Yeah, the BOA. We're called the brothers of discussion, not argument. All we do is discuss. <laughs> we discuss topics we already agree on. We're the brothers of concurrence. Yeah. Exactly. We are. That's all I. The brothers locking lips. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that. Now that we don't have any of the fifty people. Now that everybody joined, is listening. Oh, I didn't know that they were. You know, I but I felt something for Velveteen Ricochet, and now I'm feeling something for two brothers. <laughs> Matt, yep. any uh, final thoughts here? Now that we are pushing the. The hour we try to try to keep this inside an hour. We've get... never done that. No. <laughs> I think we are over. Over twenty. I really thought we were gonna do it today. We had ten minutes and we started talking about NXT and I was like, all right, this only needs about two minutes. And here we are, eighteen minutes later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, NXT was my favorite hour of programming. I'm, I'm glad we uh, we didn't just put two minutes into that. My favorite was Dolph and Drew McIntyre. I could just watch Drew McIntyre naked for an hour. Yeah, if he could join that feud between Ricochet and Velveteen yeah. Dream. Holy shit. They could oil up those guys to have a three-way. <laughs> but in William Regal's couch, no less. <laughs> That's right. such a stupid way to end that promo. All right, let's just walk let's in the door. In. Let's go and buy let's ourselves. shut the door. Yep, no witnesses. <laughs> Two half-naked dudes that have definitely shown sexual tension in the ring. Yep. We're all... <laughs> what are we supposed here's, to think? Here's the thing. Like, of course that's what happened. You know how WWE, like, they, they have uh, the finger on the pulse. <clears throat> oh, Jesus. Man. Yeah? They have a finger on the pulse, but they're always, like, a step behind. <laughs> if you watch Japanese wrestling... Um, Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega have had a somewhat gay relationship. It's unprecedented. Their their tag team is called the Golden Lovers. <laughs> oh wow! It's a real thing. Like they if they haven't seen each other in a while, they'll do like a big big hug, and like it's it's such a hug where like their their lower bodies will make contact. You know, it's not like they're leaning forward and it's just shoulders touching. Like full full body hugging. So I'm wondering if this is WWE's reaction to the Golden Lovers. And they're going to have the Bronze Lovers. Well, well that was this week's that's episode of... Two seconds there of dead air while Matt reacted to the, <laughs> the comment by Brother Michael. Matt, go ahead and give them the details so they can find everything Brothers of Discussion. We'll wrap it up here. That's uh, BODpodcast.com. BODpodcast.com is the hub for everything Brothers of Discussion. You can find the podcast, you can find the blogs, you can find all of our social media posts. You can find our posts. Velveteen Dream and Ricochet fan fiction love. <laughs> <sighs> that was Brothers of Discussion. I'm Matt. And I'm Matt's brother. <laughs> Have a good Old one. Michael. <laughs> <laughs>